Welcome to the Land Cave, where we're living as nerds. I'm Patrick, joined by Owen. Hello! And we're talking gaming as per usual. We're also talking Star Wars in our lead up to episode nine. So we're really excited about that. Hell yeah! Um, yeah, but let's start off. Let's start off talking some. I mean, we could ramble about Star Wars. There's a reason we put this at the end uh, because we could just ramble about Star Wars for a good hour. Um, let's talk about some gaming, though. Get some Star. We're both wearing Star Wars shirts. I've got. I've got. I think four. So I may have to alternate them for all of these episodes. I'm gonna, no, I'm gonna be. I have, I have three off the top of my head. Okay. And then I'm wearing my Star Wars tums, which I, you know, won't make you look at my feet. Yeah, but. yeah, that's fine. That's fine. <laughs> but we'll we'll talk gaming news first. So if you uh, if you want to fast forward, well, you can't if we're live. If you because we're live every single week on Facebook. Uh, if you're watching this later on, it'll be a separate video. And if you're listening to the podcast, yeah, just hang out for a bit. And uh, I swear we'll get to some Star Wars. Yeah. You talked about, uh, sorry, you um, doing some gaming, though. You played a new game this week, though, didn't you? Yeah, I was mixing it up a little bit. I needed a little bit of a, a palate cleanser. Sure. Because um, the Outer Worlds is coming out soon, and this was on sale for 4 bucks on the Switch eShop. Mm -hmm. uh, Gato Robato. Domo e Regato. It, uh, it looks fun. It looks, uh, I mean, how, how difficult is this? Because it looks like it's, it's challenging. Really? It, took okay. three, it took three hours. Oh. Uh, so I already beat it. Um, I beat it in over the course of two nights. I've been doing a thing where I put my son to bed and I got my Switch uh, and my uh, my Pro Controller and that thing that I showed you where, mm -hmm, I, mm -hmm. where I have it. So I, while he's falling asleep, I put a game on low volume and I play a little bit. So this is a, uh, a Metroid homage mm -hmm, uh mm -hmm. published by our friends over at devolver digital um one of my favorite publishers in the last year it was on sale again for four bucks three hour metroidvania you play as a little cat uh who uh is helping out his owner uh and you get a metroid suit it is there's a lot of stuff that's straight rip off there's even one enemy in there that looks exactly like a metroid um it's in black and white or there's like little shaders that you can find as like uh, secrets that mm -hmm. can kind of change the the tone of it to different versions of black and white and a different grayscale or like yeah. there's like a red and black but really fun um, for what it was it was cheap uh, again it was just something where I played through Zelda I was kind of eh, and I'm kind of in this thing where like I, I don't know if you get this way where mm -hmm. like I know there's a game coming up that no matter <laughs> what happens I'm gonna drop whatever I'm playing yeah Yep. For that, it happened with. I still feel bad about it to this day. It happened with Horizon for Breath of the Wild. I didn't even think about it. Just over. Outer Wilds comes out on the twenty fifth, yep. and I just know if I start something that I can't finish, Outer Worlds is going to come along, and I'm just not going to finish it. So I looked up this on how long to beat. They said it was three hours. I was like, I can do. This. Sure. Yeah. It's that's going to be me when it comes to uh, Death Stranding. And then, unfortunately, the week afterwards, Star Wars comes out. Uh, Star Wars Fallen Order. So got that's that going to be rough. going to be really rough for me. Yeah, I got a pre-order, too. That's going to be really rough for me. Um, Star Wars is going to win on this one, but I can't wait for Death Stranding. I was about to say, just I know that you haven't been pre-ordering games, but if, and I don't know where you pre-ordered it from, mm -hmm. but if you pre-order it from Amazon right now, it's 50 bucks instead of 60 I may switch it over to that then because yeah. uh, I had it on I had it at GameStop. They kind of do their you know pressure yeah. sale whatever. Yeah. Like hey, put a pre order, and I was like, yeah, because I, I don't usually pre like I said I've I've got the point where I don't pre order it unless I know I'm going to play it. Yeah, I know I'm going to play Fallen Order. 
Um, I think I want to pre-order Death Stranding specifically because I want to vote for my, vote with my wallet on that sure. one. Um, I'm a huge Kojima fan, and I appreciate what he's doing. And the release embargo, by the way, is up November 1st, the week prior. Wow. Yeah. So, I was surprised he's willing to do that. Yeah, so <laughs> yeah, me too, me too. So that tells me that he's confident enough with it, and hopefully, you know, hopefully it's a good enough product and interesting enough that you know the reviewers uh, do well. Uh, to me, it's got to be confidence. If you're going to let him talk about it a week prior, that's a good amount of lead time. That's yeah, a good amount of lead time. Yeah, yeah. So far, I think the only, I have. I have Fallen Order pre-ordered. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't have Pokemon pre-ordered. I have Final Fantasy VII pre-ordered. And I have Last of Us 2, the Steelbook one. I have that yeah. pre-ordered on Amazon also. Those are my three pre-orders because, like you said, like I'm, there's a lot more games that I'm going to buy between now and then. Obviously, sure. I'm now I'm about to pass 40 games played this year. Mm-hmm. Um, nice. And But I'm trying to, like, limit the pre I'm trying to say, like, I've been trying to wait for reviews. There's sure, like, there's, sure. there's a couple of games that I'm sitting on. Little Town Hero came out um, mm-hmm. today, and I haven't picked it up yet just because I just again I don't want to start it. And not yeah, it. it's tough, man. Yeah, it's tough in this adult world. <laughs> we got all these responsibilities and stuff, but yeah, but but we can we can still have all the things. We just uh, maybe we wait for a little play, bit for some. Did you play anything this week? You've been chilling. Uh, I've been playing some Zelda, but I got back in. I mean back into i played a good amount of magic gathering this week um and i am currently gold tier two ranked so i'm like almost top ranked uh tier online what's what's, pretty happy about that i'm assuming it's gold one i mean i haven't gotten i mean i'll have to look If, if there's platinum above it then awesome i mean i've i mean i've been doing this with that you know for free um, I'm not paying for cards. I, every now and then I come across somebody that just completely smashes me, but I'm winning, you know, a good three to three, uh, actually four to five for every loss, which I think is a pretty good, you know, a pretty good ratio. Um, but yeah, just stomping this person here who had no idea what they were doing. So that's what I've been doing. A uh, new set came out, so I'm enjoying it. That's good. Good stuff. Good stuff. Keep that, uh, keep that chill action. Yeah. Fortnite. Uh, but a lot of people are enjoying that though. A lot of them kids today enjoying the Fortnite and holy crap. Uh, this is the trailer for the new, uh, chapter by the way, but they, they had an event, which I didn't get any good footage of that wasn't someone else's. So sure. I'm putting it up there, Okay, but, but Fortnite's season 10 event ended, which with the most, the most hype, the most clickbaity title of the end. It's the yep. end of Fortnite. And... Rick Fortnite was the hashtag <laughs> over the weekend. <laughs> Which, you know, of course, some people were like, are they really stopping? Of course they're not going to stop this. No. This is a money-making juggernaut. I mean, yeah. for for so many people. Um, this is the, chap- uh, like I said, chapter two of uh, Fortnite, uh, which it's quirky. It's cute. Um, I do. I do suggest people go check it out. Just from like a marketing, like analyzation oh, yeah. standpoint, it was fascinating. Like you can think about what you want about this game. Which, I, by the way, I think we're past the point where it's like cool to hate this game. Like if you don't like it, fine. I don't like it. Sure. But I, there's so much to respect about what they do, and they are so amazing at keeping their content yeah. fresh. They literally blew up the game. Like this, the the original <laughs> map. If you were yeah. playing, if you were in the middle of the match, blew up. If you were yeah. in the lobby, the lobby one was even cooler. Like yeah. you just see like your player get sucked into this black hole and literally the servers go down and like, there's like this fake error up that <laughs> like saying that like, it's yeah. like just some, I forget what the error said, but 
just awesome like mm-hmm. and the fact that they're willing to do that the the server was offline for over 24 hours which means who knows how many millions of dollars like they just were like okay fine because this isn't like a wow this isn't like final fantasy 14 this isn't like one of those games where mm-hmm. you're paying a monthly fee so they can take their servers offline while they update it this yeah. is the game like their entire model is microtransaction based so they were willing to do that to get the clicks they mm-hmm. went live on twitter and twitch and just left it live with that black hole sitting there until the trailer dropped a just genius yeah. uh, i complete respect for like their marketing team and the fact that they came out with a new map but apparently the new map's a lot of fun so yeah and apparently i mean i don't know the exact if the numbers are that accurate but um looking at 4.5 million people uh watching over 4.5 on youtube 1.5 on uh-huh. on twitch i mean this is and 37 people on Mixer. <laughs> I mean, that part I don't think is accurate, but that's pretty funny. That's really funny. Um, I I should have gotten some footage of it, but like I said, I don't want to put anyone else's footage yeah, on yeah. here. I don't want to be that guy. Um, it, it was it was really cool to see them. The, the way that they're doing their events for uh, for people is, is pretty amazing. So yeah. loving it. Had to what throw I'm, that in there. Yeah, yeah. What I'm not loving though is the whole Blizzard stuff. We talked about Blizzard and uh, and Chung last week and about uh, Hong Kong. Uh, him essentially, you know, voicing his support for free Hong Kong. Uh, and if you watched, if you saw our YouTube video, I mis- mistyped it accidentally, and YouTube continued to show it that way. But, um, anyways, uh, further this week, Blizzard came out and said they that they basically were. Oh, sorry, they came out with like a half apology. Saying no that, what they didn't apologize. There was never. Well, I mean, there was never, okay. Well, I mean, like they were trying to like. I mean, not an apology, but like basically a way of being like, hey, we're tr- we were trying to be um, professional about this. This was a, while we do believe every voice matters. We want everyone during the tournament to for it to be about the tournament. I'm like, okay, I get that. This should have been a slap on the wrist for him, though. Um, in addition to this, like right before we started this, and I didn't have time to grab all the info, but sure. there was an American team who uh, who voiced their support for Hong Kong later on quit and then blizzard was like oh oh, oh you're banned too like after they quit um okay. I, I think it was earlier this week i'll have to look at the uh the the date on it but um i just thought it was kind of one of those feelings of like but well they quit first of all and you waited to suspend them um i think it should be, it should be they either sh- they shouldn't be being punished for speaking um Chung should have probably had a slap on the wrist to be like, look, you, that's not sportsmanlike. We're trying to keep it on, you know, keep it on point. If you want to wear something or have like, he had his mask on, which was very representational already, like to be like, that's, that's completely in line. Do that because it does not distract people know what you're representing. Um, how, that's how I feel about like the, uh, the kneeling for the, for the, um, during the national anthem, the people are taking a knee. I won't go into a rant on that. That's just how I personally feel about it. They're trying saying, "Hey, I'm not. I'm voicing how I feel about this in my protest, but I'm not going to detract. I'm not going to stop the game." Um, so, anyways, I'm not going to get on a rant about that. But uh, my issue here, like, yeah. I mean, obviously, we already talked. The whole thing sucked. And um, so, just to be clear on what they did end up doing, other than this like thing where they said every voice matters, but you're not allowed to talk politics. Yeah, so it's a counterintuitive statement. They reduced his thing from one year to six months, and they did give him his winnings because he did win that tournament. Um, so they 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 retook. They said, okay, here's your money, and we're going to reduce the ban. Um, Blitzchung came out and again, dude, this guy's like the chillest guy ever. He's like, I knowingly broke the rules. 
it's cool that they're giving me the money it wasn't about the money um but cool for them again i am he basically just said he's totally okay with whatever blizzard does and then i just looked up this thing that patrick mentioned and so blizzard also has a university league that they do Mm -hmm. with the colleges in the united states and they uh gave them i believe a similar one of six yeah six months he originally was banned i want to say for 10 months or or a year they've been they think they've reduced it now to six months is what it was and he is getting prize money i think is what they've uh they've worked out on that uh where were i yeah, they gave him. They gave him the money. Yeah, because originally they were like, "You don't get your Zero money. Dollars. You don't do anything." And they realized, like, ah, this isn't. Especially if they're saying like, "We're not trying to support Hong Kong," then it should be a slap on the wrist and be like, "Look, let's let's keep this thing professional. Let's keep it going the the way that it needs. You know, the way it needs to go." And like I said, like, vo- if you want to voice it in your own way, wear a T-shirt, wear like his mask that he was wearing. Uh, that shows how he feels politically and what they're going through because what they're going through is crazy and i'm hope i mean we actually again i won't don't want don't want to go too far into it but uh we uh the congress signed a, a bill regarding hong kong freedom um yeah, this kind of condemning thing yeah and your, your fa- well yeah and your well your favorite uh um politician has been over there mm-hmm. actually actually try like or i mean i don't know if he's what he what he's actually doing work-wise but it seems like he's actually trying to get some stuff done over there which is i one of the first times that i've been thankful for ted cruz doing anything yeah i'm not gonna go away uh, yeah <laughs> I, I, again it all sucks and like obviously uh i'm in this i'm on the freedom side of things of course i support the freedom side of things from a business standpoint i understand what blizzard has to do i understand what the nfl has to do i understand what the nba has to do it's never like an easy situation i think that the nba and blizzard in particular are in a very like even more so than the United mm-hmm. States, where with the United States thing in the NFL, they still have half the country that it's like, yeah, okay, go ahead. If he wants to kneel, we don't care. Whereas in this, like in the NBA's and Blizzard's case, like if they lose China, we're talking, you know, billion dollar industry. It's probably. so much. So, it's so much. And so are we saying that money is more important than, than the freedom? Obviously, that's not what I'm saying. I just get, I get, the, I get, you have to you have to think about your shareholders like yeah. that's the world we live in it's not it's not all morals like we have i said this to my wife uh the other day whenever after this podcast that we talked about like we have to stop expecting companies to do like the right thing like yeah. they're going to do the thing that protects the the company and yeah. i still think giving him giving blitzchung the money and mm-hmm. reducing the the sins i still think that there's a chance that china says nope that not good enough and says forget you blizzard uh, it hasn't yeah. happened yet but it would not surprise me just just for even giving that's how crazy china is for even giving a, a giving a, an inch china will take that mile and yep. say nope sorry yep. so we'll, we're gonna we'll continue to talk about it as it uh as it unfolds um yeah. not good job blizzard for yeah. still banning him but i guess good job for giving yeah. him money i don't know yeah uh it was a fumble. Yeah, uh, but still a fumble. I, I want to know what happened at BlizzCon. BlizzCon's coming up in like a week or two. I've got a friend of mine who's going to be there, and I'm jealous of him, but also, you know, going to talk to him about like what's going on on the floor. Do it. That'd be great. Yeah. Uh, but uh, in addition to that, real quick, as we as we bookend our Blizzard uh, portion, uh, they did announce uh, oh, yeah. last week that hey, we're going to have a, a special event in New York specifically to uh, to celebrate the launch of Overwatch. Uh, on switch and it's canceled 
<laughs> and Nintendo made sure to specific like yes they did two things that I didn't uh -huh. include a, another thing that I found in here so one they made sure to say this has been canceled by Blizzard we yeah. didn't touch it <laughs> and then uh, what I found out later in the comments on Twitter is also if you pre-ordered uh, Overwatch on mm -hmm. Switch one thing that Nintendo famously does not do and most companies don't do anymore they don't refund pre-orders mm -hmm. if you call Nintendo support and you feel like refunding Overwatch they'll let you wow for Nintendo, to, Nintendo yeah. does not do that. Like no, nobody said, does that. Nobody Sony does doesn't that. do it, but... Well, I think I, I may have mentioned this to you before in yeah. passing, but uh, when I went to pick up my, my, my Link's Awakening, which yeah. I've enjoyed, um, I'm not saying it's amazing. I've just enjoyed it. Yeah, it's, it's, been, it's been fine. Uh, I've, I've liked it, but there was a, a thing saying, we're going to take refunds if you bought it within 24 or 48 hours. We'll give you a full refund for this game which I wasn't sure if they did that. I've never seen GameStop ever do that. So I think that had to be because it was, it's, it's a, it's a remake of such an old game yeah. that they were like, some people are not, are not going to get what they expect out of it. So, but that's, that's like I said, a different story. Yeah. GameStop doesn't every week be like, eh, if you didn't like Borderlands, then you can no, there's no way they'd take it back. Yeah, somebody on Twitter was basically saying they got they called support, and the person on the support line was like, so we don't refund pre-orders, but we're in a really weird situation with this mm -hmm. here. We're going to go ahead and do it. And like that, like if Nintendo is saying you mm -hmm. messed up, like Blizzard, you done messed yeah. up. By the way, and this is, again, really quick, but talking about customer service and stuff, right? Well, hit the microphone. Uh, talking about customer service, I bought a uh, sewing desk for Whitney for, like, the craft room. So she has, like, a nice desk and everything. She had, like, a folding table. Sure. And um, the parts weren't lining up. They sent me new parts. Those parts aren't lining up. So, like, you have this big drawer that, like, won't go into the desk. And uh, they're sending, like, they're like, we're really sorry about it. We're sending you, like, all, like, everything. Because originally they were like, we'll send you the parts we think are wrong. Sure. Now they're just like, you know, we're just going to send you, like, like this entire section. And then just keep whatever, like, don't ship it back to us. Because it costs them too much money. Oh, they're yeah. going to throw it away. That's probably and, what they ended up doing. Is like, we're already shipping this guy way too many parts. <laughs> exactly. Well, they shipped, they shipped me, like, three parts. Yeah. And I, I took pictures and everything, and they're like, yeah, it, it definitely looks, my, my words, jacked up. They were, they were just like, yeah, it's really misaligned. We can't really tell why. So, But they're doing that because they know if they make me happy, I'm not going to trash them on Twitter. I may, I'll may i probably buy stuff from them in the future if I liked their product. But they know they need to keep me happy to either be a return customer or because I'll, you know, Twitter and social media can destroy people nowadays. So. Yeah. Um, speaking of things that can destroy your, like maybe your eyes, some v VR. I don't know how to segue this. Yeah. <laughs> like, hey, non sequitur. Non sequitur. PlayStation VR 2 yeah! is going to come out with a launch, launch with the PlayStation 5 as if allegedly. I couldn't give them more money. Allegedly. Oh, no. Um, I don't think they actually like straight up confirmed it, but they did release this patent that yep. they're filing. All right. I'm going to say something right now. Yeah. If this if this comes without wires, yeah, in if if it was what it looks like day one, day one, I will be buying the PlayStation. I'll be buying that, and I'm gonna wait on I'll my. Be, Xbox. I'll be dropping like a thousand dollars. Yeah, I'll be waiting on the well, Xbox. <laughs> I'm, I'm actually well, I'm actually planning it out. I already told Whitney. Like I'm, she knows this about me with consoles and stuff. Um, I didn't have the uh, the Xbox One at launch. Mm -hmm. Um. I had the, I had the one X like right when it came out. Um, but this console generation, I'm going to grab them at launch because I'm doing better. I'm, I'm doing better financially. I'm budgeting for it. I'm really excited about them. 
But yeah, I'm I'm going to be a PlayStation household if that comes out at launch without wires, full purchase, and I'll probably buy sell my uh, my other ones because well I may sell the the original PlayStation VR if the back if the games are backwards compatible to the new one. We'll see. Oh, are you talking about PSVR games? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, no. If 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 PlayStation Four is backwards compatible, yeah, then then PSVR is going to be backwards. Yeah, I'm just, yeah. I'm just <laughs> saying Robert, like the Robert VR said he's got a grand saved for it already. Yep. See, yeah. See, like I don't. I I mean, like I have it, but like I I am budgeting. Oh yeah. Uh, I'm uh, some of my savings money. I'm actually opening up another savings account, some other things to kind of have separate mm-hmm. uh, uh, accounts for this kind of stuff. But yeah, I. My plan originally was buy the Xbox, buy the PlayStation. One, do an unboxing for the show and hope that people like that and see, and I get to review them or, or try them at launch. But two, um, yeah, I personally just wanted them. Now I'm going to go all PlayStation if this happens. Uh, yeah, like uh, with how little I played the Xbox One, mm-hmm. like I want to I want to get it for Halo, but they said Halo is going to run on the original Xbox One, so I'm but you know it's going to chug. Like I don't have an Xbox One X. Yeah. I literally have the Gen One Xbox yeah. One, but I still need to play Halo. But they they said one um, wireless. Oh dang! Yeah, like that. I that's the whole reason I wanted the Oculus Quest. Mm-hmm. Um, is because it was a good wireless VR. Yeah. I still haven't gotten it just because I've uh, been a little busy parenting, yeah. and so I'm literally just. I'm trying to play with the systems that I have and that's working out just fine. I'm still, you know, still buying games, but like I already predict that the PS5 is going to be 500 bucks. This is probably easily 350 to 4. If if it's wireless, I think it's going to be four. Um, so like Robert said, like I, I've already started looking, I, I have, I, 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 I mentioned on our, one of our posts, mm-hmm. like my wife has commented several times. She's like, I'm, I'm so glad that you have an account just for tech. I have, a, I have an account just <laughs> for my toy, yeah. my games. And so I'm already setting aside, I'm setting $50 here, $50 there, 50, like it's gonna add up by, by, the, by the time that the launch thing comes. But this is awesome, like yep. this is so, I, I was so hoping that they would not abandon it. The PSVR, as clunky as like all the wiring and yeah. stuff is like for a budget vr system it's, it's a wonderful thing best. Yeah. Other, than, other than before the oculus quest came out it was the best bu- budget vr i think the quest overtook that but now if psvr 2 learns from what the quest did and becomes wireless like they yeah. might come back into play again um really all you need is beat saber but like it's this is so <laughs> i'm just i'm like every every time that they just they're releasing all this stuff in drips i can't wait for the reveal of it i just want to see like an an hour two hour long thing where it's like here's the console here's the vr here's the launch games here's horizon 2 yeah like, oh man Getting i want to i want the star wars stuff that was launched for i think it was oculus i want that on the playstation because doing the uh the the star wars into the void was just so sick so like i want i want more of that i thought you were going to say the battlefront thing which they did do like a they did in the battlefront 2 engine they did yeah. a star wars vr but no <laughs> if they did into the void on it that'd be pretty sick yeah dude that was that was amazing like i we were at we were at disney springs what was that a two weeks ago or whatever yeah like we were there uh grabbing a couple like grabbing a couple of things and like uh we also because we're annual pass holders so like we get there's different things they give out to uh, annual pass holders and uh, 
we had lunch and I was like, do you, do you want to go to Star Wars again? <laughs> like the wait was a little bit long, but I mean, it's, it's, it's just that good. So I, think, I don't think Star the answers ever know. Yeah, it's true. I saw it's some true. pictures pop up on my Instagram the other day from some influencers that were at Star Wars land and I had to hide them because like they they were sharing, sharing too much. I'm like, why are you doing this to me? Anyways, yeah, yeah. 2021, baby. Yeah. 2021. Uh, yeah. it's going to be a good year. 2021 yeah. is going to be a good year. Actually, one of my other, uh, one of my friends who's actually also a coworker, um, is coming in February and like, I'm going to, you know, I took, I'm going to take the day off and go meet him there. Um, it's, it's going to be fun, man, especially with the second ride opening up, which is going to open up, I think it's the end of November or something around that. Give them the time to work out all the kinks, giving people time to go see it and enjoy it. And yeah. Thankfully the weights are down, the weights are down and everything. So like it's, it's better. Uh, but yeah, when that new ride comes out and everything, like it'll kick up again and yeah, you're going to, you're going to give it time to mellow. Plus Toy Story Land is going to be, going to be fun too. Like, um, yeah, it's, it's a cool immersion experience, uh, immersive experience. Um, you know, it's not fun. What's that? Loot boxes. Ah, uh, and that's what modern warfare knows now. <laughs> Infinity Ward, uh, announcing no loot boxes in modern in Call of Duty Modern Warfare. I hate the name of this, by the way. I'm sorry. Like, I love that there's no loot boxes. We can do a little golf clap for it. But I, I still don't like that Call of Duty Modern Warfare is the name of the new one because it creates this weird situation of it seeming like it should be the first. But either way, first of all, this game looks great. Um, yeah. But everything I've heard about it is that it's great. The fact that there's no loot boxes, give you know, give give the people what they want, which obviously with this is a, is a really great multiplayer experience. Give them all the fun stuff that they like. I still say I'd love to see a nice discounted thing, especially with the next generation, allowing you to uh, modular uh, for modular install. Like, allow me to just just pay, give you twenty bucks to do the single player. Like, it's twenty bucks to you, or it's like five bucks to Redbox. So yeah, let me give you twenty bucks. <laughs> Yeah, I, you know, as cool as that would be, it's not anything that it really has ever been done outside of like Fortnite did it with Save the World, and now sure. uh, that was one thing I didn't add in there. Now Save the World is actually going free to play. So if you never bought it and you feel like playing, it's actually not a bad mode. It's just nobody liked it because <laughs> uh, it, it actually killed the game until they came out with the battle royale. Mm -hmm. um, but literally, I just had to give the I had to give Infinity Ward a little credit. Um, there's obviously still going to be some kind of transactions in the game. We don't know what they are, but the fact that they're saying, like, no loot boxes for as far as, like, their skins and stuff goes. We, again, I don't know what the system is going to be, but companies recognizing it. We see it with uh, Jedi Fallen Order coming out next month where it's a completely single-player game. Mm -hmm. um, they're trying to make up for what they did with Battlefront 2, which apparently has actually turned into a pretty good game in the last six months. Um I haven't I need to go, gone, I need to go I haven't revisit. back to it. Yeah. yeah. I haven't gone back to it. It's just no time. I don't know if I ever will. I already played the campaign. I still enjoyed well enough. Yeah. As as it was, but you know, just credit where it's due. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Um, and I'm, I'm hopeful obviously with, with all the stuff we're talking about, uh, new next generation of consoles and everything. Stadia is the one that's kind of out there about yeah. being a generation, not being generation, being cloud-based and everything. And uh, we got some, uh, got a real, like a final release date on uh, uh, Google Stadia. Uh, side note on this, the, um, oh, what was it? The Founders Edition, mm -hmm. uh, like all, is almost, almost sold out, which is really cool. Uh, but this is going to be available pretty much everywhere, November 19th. 
Yeah, unless uh, it's actually sold out, then I don't believe them. But <laughs> yeah, well, I I think that I think that was their way. I don't think it was fully sold out. I think that was their their marketing spiel of like that sold almost as many as we expected, or it sold outsold what we expected. We're still able to fulfill it, but it's way more. Um, either way, uh, you and I both uh, grabbed our founders editions on this. Mm -hmm. I, I, the flexibility involved in this, I mean, in, in a future of being able to take my games on the go to any screen uh, to maybe have my entertainment center for my living room area for my living room to have no uh, consoles or anything would be could be a, a really interesting you know future um, plus yeah. the controllers actually look pretty cool we you know me and you have been some of the like early supporters i'm hoping we can turn that into something well, i don't know like i obviously they want all their stuff to be on youtube and if we if we live here on facebook for those who are watching us live um but there's not a lot of people supporting this thing actively and i'm in i want the technology to work and if it doesn't work i want microsoft and sony to learn as far as xcloud goes i want them to be, pick up the pieces uh, mm -hmm. if, if this fails. But I never want anything to fail. I think that's a weird thing to want. And a lot of people just don't like the idea. And I get it. You don't completely own the game. It's a digital-only game. It's a streaming-only game. And if they suddenly stop doing Stadia, well, okay, bye-bye purchases. That's a risk that I personally am willing to take. I'm not sure what games I'm going to buy for them. I'm not saying I don't, but they allegedly they're going to have some type of service. We know the only thing we know right now, and the only thing that I wish they had revealed, whatever they revealed this date was like, what are the games that I'm going to be able to get with that service? Because the only thing that we know right now is that we get a three month um, pass and it's a buddy pass. So you can mm -hmm. actually share the Stadia mm -hmm. experience. Um, because Stadia itself is free, but if you want the premium thing, it's like nine ninety nine a month. So I'm going to be trying it for that three months, and we'll see. But it's the only thing we know is that it comes with Destiny uh, 2, including yep. the Shadow Keep, which is the new thing. So that's probably where I'm going to start my Destiny 2 journey, mm -hmm. uh, even though there's a free-to-play version right now available on consoles. I want to know what else comes with it. I want to know what... Uh, I want to know, like what else we're getting inside of this three-month buddy pass that we can do. And I wish that they had said that. I think yeah. that's still annoying. I think that's where people can point to, like, this seems shady. Like, what is Google doing? And I, I'm totally with you yeah. on that. We're going to try it out first. Like, yeah. I, I, I pre-ordered it the day that they announced pre-orders. I've stuck by it. If you guys don't want to get it right away, don't worry. I'm going to play it. I'm going to talk about it in length on, on how it all works. And somebody in the chat wants me to compare at some point Apple Arcade to Google Stadia. I will absolutely uh, talk about that when Google Stadia comes out. I can talk about Apple Arcade right now, and yeah. it, it's great. Yeah, I, I, I want to. I definitely want to talk about it. when it comes out. I think we'll we'll definitely do a video where we're just talking solely about Stadia, our for our, our first impressions and everything, and what we think about it as a package. Uh, if I was Google at this point, meaning if I was a ridiculously giant billionaire billion billion dollar company, yeah. I would for this that th those first three months for the people who are buying in would be giving because it's it's we're going to get roughly it's a roughly one game per month uh as being a, a subscriber uh, which is fine that's comparable to what uh some others do i think that for the first three months or so early adoption they should be pushing games out to those people because those are people who are buying into the subscription yeah. uh, also it gets people to try out other games because if i only have one game to play on this 
I'm not going to spend as much time as if I have multiple games to choose from. Variety is the spice of life. I want to try a couple, try different things. I want to see, like, give me some Mortal Kombat. Give me a couple other games on there so I can see how they are. And because this is digital, you it could be like, hey, it's free this weekend or it's free this week. Mortal Kombat's been doing that, by the way. Sure. If they have phases like that where you can go in and, and try out something new, I think that'd be really cool, especially for the first for the first time. This is so this is a new territory for most of us for to stream uh, games this way is, I mean, it's not new new, but the the way that they're doing it is uh, is pretty new. It's not yeah. streaming to your console, yeah. When it when it comes out, I'll happily compare it to other. I I won't even just do Apple Arcade. I'll we we can talk about PlayStation now. And we can talk yeah. about Game Pass. Which, by the way, I'll tell you right now, Game Pass is the best. But Apple Arcade for its price point um, has been has been pretty nice. And I'll talk about that. Uh, maybe next week we can go into that a little bit more. Yeah, I, I think we could probably go into those three. Um, I haven't tried out PlayStation now mm. since like it started. Yeah. So I may want to try that again and just kind of give us yeah. Do it for a trial, so it should be good. But anyways, uh, that's it kind of for the, the gaming news this week. So let us know in the comments what you think about the news and if there's something else you want us to expand on. Okay, bye. But not bye. But not bye. Because if you're watching live, we got some stuff for you. We, we had to end that for uh, for our podcast and for, uh, for YouTube. But we're going to talk some Star Wars. Uh, yeah, here we go. Oh, Star Wars. Nothing but Star Wars. I really hope I don't get a copyright for that. <laughs> if I get copyright and strike for that, I'm going to be so upset. <laughs> so we're, we're talking Star Wars uh, leading up to uh, leading up to episode nine, and we're doing a Star Wars Revisited. We're going to watch all of the Star Wars movies. We watched the uh, first one by the episode four, we mean. Um, and leading up to Star Wars we, uh, episode nine and the end of the saga, we wanted to kind of get our feelings on not only... Star Wars as a whole, as a, as a film franchise in this series. We'll talk more Star Wars later as well. But uh, the, the films uh, and how, you know, our memories of the films as well as what it's like watching them now as 30-somethings who grew up in Star Wars uh, as Star Wars was life. Um, yeah, and uh, it's the best franchise ever. So Yeah, really, when Patrick came to this idea, it was a thing of, hey, do you want an excuse to watch every single Star Wars movie before episode nine comes out? And I was like, I don't really need an excuse, but sure, yeah. I absolutely will. And, you know, James in the chat mentions uh, Clone Wars Rebels. So for this series, we are, we are just going to be sticking to the movies. But Patrick brings up a good point. Um, I think it'd be cool... Um, it, maybe after episode nine's over, like doing yeah. a thing where maybe like once a month or something like that, we give us me and you some time to go through like a season yeah. and like go through each season of Clone Wars, especially by then Disney plus will be out. And so yeah. all that stuff will be quite available. And then we can also throw Mandalorian in there as well. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, so that's a good call. So for this though, we are going just all of the movies, including at least rogue one and maybe. So 
We'll see if we can hit solo. It'll eventually be part of the series, at least leading up to episode nine. We're gonna uh, we're gonna do all of the movies uh, in release order uh, and talk about those. But yeah, as as Owen was talking about, like we're we're gonna keep talking Star Wars. I have other uh, videos that I've already kind of thought of, like ideas uh, for us uh, for things I haven't seen other people do, or at least they'd be fun for us to do. Uh, I have not seen. Oh, well, you haven't done Rebels, have you? I have not watched all of Rebels. I oh, watched like the first couple great. episodes. Yeah, I watched the first couple episodes. Um, so yeah, we'll probably cover everything. I also, I mean, as we keep going, obviously this is going to be on the back burner because uh, I've got other Star Wars-esque episodes like, um, you know, like I've, I know I, I mentioned like a little known facts video maybe, but I also want to talk about the retcons because I've got like lists of retcons that some some people don't even know about. Uh, this will be about the movies, though. So let's talk about A New Hope. Old school, and I watched as as old as I could get, as original as I could get uh, in this day and age. You watched the DVDs, right? The, I watched the original. The original uh, so so the, they released a special edition um, about 10 years ago, mm -hmm. uh, where they first the first time they released it in widescreen, and on the bonus features disc, you could watch the non- bonus and it was in four three non-widescreen the original theatrical release so that's what i watched uh on my giant tv thankfully because otherwise it would have been super tiny <laughs> yeah yeah I, I i did watch a cleaned up version uh neither of us watched the special edition ones we'll probably talk special edition stuff later on as this is a special edition nope. yeah no okay well <laughs> i want to talk to special edition later um so we watched we watched these revisiting uh, Star Wars and thinking about, um, yeah, about about Star Wars and and these movies and like maybe our first time watching and also, you know, some other. So I've wrote down some prompts, uh, but first and foremost, you mentioned right before we went on air, talking about to level set. What's your favorite Star Wars movie? So it's this one. It's this new, one. Okay. A New Hope is my absolute favorite um there's there's things that i love about all of them mm -hmm. as well as we'll go through and as we've talked about several times i know that most people are on the empire train sure I totally get you um me and my wife were talking about this again last night because she's like so what's your favorite you know because i mentioned that we were going to do it this it's the best uh it's the best standalone movie sure uh, sure it's the bet like from the beginning to the end, there is a complete story in that. Yes, we see Darth Vader, uh, Darth Vader fly away at the end. Like it, it, there is some like cliffhangery things, but from there is a beginning to end. We wanted the plans for the Death Star, mm -hmm. plans for the Death Star, Death Star, Death Star blows up. Like there's a thing, there's a thing there. It throws you. Uh, all of them are really good at doing this, but like from just the. the we talk about like the nostalgia factor it throws you in at the very beginning like you're in the action you are yeah. in this universe from the like the second that the the scroll is done yeah the, the star destroyer chasing down um and i'm gonna feel it's that. a crawling corvette it's a tantive yeah, four. yeah yeah tantive four is what i wanted and chasing that down you're instantly in this universe um i will remember that forever um yeah. uh, as a just as a young kid getting in that you get like the first experience of the force and like what this movie uh, who you know didn't know what this movie was going to be but yeah for that reason and and its effect the, the entire series effect i mean but the fact that it started there mm -hmm. um that's is is just has never been topped sure me i i will agree 
from a from a self-contained standpoint if they if star wars had been a thing and they never made another star wars it would be a sad world but yep. that crazy. movie would still you could still rewatch that movie and go yes good prevailed uh and and you know ever there weren't loose ends the only loose end uh are ones if you're really reading into what they're talking about where they talk about you know I, actually I, I, it's probably during one scene where grand moff tarkin walks in they're talking about the senate and tarkin's like well, we've dissolved the senate it's all about the emperor and like that's the only time where you're like where if if you forget about that line Everything else is, is is completely tied up because that's the only time they mention the emperor in the entire movie, if I'm if I'm not mistaken. Um, I've I absolutely love this movie. I would say, for the longest time, uh, Jedi was my favorite, but only because of Jabba's palace. Like sure. not necessarily. I mean, the, and the the ending, having three different storylines uh, going on uh, together in a, an amazing way. Endor and well, we'll talk about that when we talk about Jedi. Um, Empire, Empire may be my favorite in as as it stands in the series, uh, but I'll agree with you on as a standalone. Uh, episode four is where it's at. It's it's great, even with all the flaws, and there's a lot of flaws in this sure. movie. Uh, I think this one has the record for the most mistakes uh, in a movie in the original theatrical release, um, like boom mics in the way and other stuff, continuity issues. Uh, but it's it's so good, and the fact that everyone thought it was going to be horrible, like I think, even makes it even better. Well, and also like the budget stuff that yeah. it was made on, like you you can clearly tell. Like uh, my wife commented on part of it, like the the very famous one. Like in terms of mistakes, I honestly I wouldn't know what you're talking about. I'm sure that it's sure. somebody pointed them out to me. Like, oh hey, cool, never noticed that. But like, there's a very clear um, just thing from like a, a special effects standpoint. So like. Yeah. Obi Wan's fighting Vader, and that the thing where his lightsaber like <laughs> curves into it, and you clearly see it's just like this little light bulb yep. that is, is there, like that special effect, and like they didn't, you know, they still haven't like ever taken it out or anything. It's still there. Like yeah. you just see the 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 budget on that. You see like the ridiculous helmets that the rebels are wearing at the beginning. Um, the the uh, the uh, the Empire. Mm -hmm. The Imperials who are in the cell block also wearing just ridiculously oversized yeah. things that 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 they did um, for 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 the style yeah. of it is, uh, is crazy. Oh, yeah. And the costumes were as basic as you could go. I mean, there's, that's one of the reasons stylistically that they chose um, uh, the the robes, the the uh, peasant kind of look that that uh, Luke has. Um, Leia's dress is so plain. Uh, in so many and the the officer even the officer uniforms are very plain they chose that because of for budgetary reasons because they had to spend money on other on other things uh one of my favorite uh scenes uh and i think maybe one of the most iconic scenes in all of uh, cinematic history in the cantina like they just grabbed random masks that they had around like i think the um uh a bib fortuna and like those guys are, are original but there's a lot of these that were just random masks that they found uh in uh, special effects because they needed just tons really quick and it still looks it looks great like i want to hang out there and yeah and i wish that i wish that was in star wars you know, yeah star wars land yeah 
So I didn't know um, which direction you wanted to go next. So like you, we mentioned having like some favorite parts or like yeah. the nostalgia. We also have like what bugged me. And then like if there was anything new, did you want to like start positive? Did you want to start negative? I'm a, I'm, I mean, we could continue start like on the positive thing. Okay. Um, there's not a lot that bugs me about this movie. Uh, but there's there's a pet peeve of mine um, that that maybe no one else is bothered by, uh, but Carrie Fisher in her uh, first scenes with Tarkin, uh, I guess it's her like second or third scene, sorry, but she's talking to Tarkin and she bounces between a British accent and an, and an American accent. And it's always bugged me, and I know why she did it, but it always bugged me. Well, that's and that and uh, that was similar to that with, uh, a, and this is something where like I just it's just never bugged me, so it never stuck sure. out to me. But again, watching it last night, yeah. keeping it fresh, my wife was like, "So when did it stop being the Falcon and start being the Falcon?" Because yeah. because Han Solo does the same thing. Mm-hmm. I'm captain of the Millennium Falcon. Falcon, yeah. and then like. I think he says it uh, in Empire 2, like, I'll get her out on the Falcon, but, like, literally, like, he's, like, the only one that ever really calls yeah. him the Millennium Falcon. But then again, I had to start thinking about it. Do Does anybody ever say the Falcon? Um, I don't remember. I mean, we're, thankfully, we're watching him so we can yeah, tell. I'm going to start looking for it now, but, like, she noticed that, and I just hadn't stood out to me. Yeah. And then... I actually did pick up on the same thing. Not that she was switching back and forth, but yeah. that like uh, what I saw was just a complete change mm-hmm. in her diction from movie to movie. And I haven't gotten Empire yes. yet. I'm going to watch Empire yeah. next Monday um, or Tuesday. Uh, but the fact that she sounds completely different in a new hope than she does in the, in, uh, in empire or return yeah. of the Jedi. Yeah. And I will say, so the, um, the background on that, uh, and I'll be brief on it, but, uh, she'd spent, I want to say it was two or three years in England. She was doing like, I don't, I don't know if it was West end or what it was there, but like she was doing plays in England with the British accent or as good as she does a did of a British accent. Yeah. And then, then she goes on set and it was like her first, I think that was her first scene that she shot and she's against all British and Welsh people. And she just went into the proper, you know, she was like, well, I'm a princess. I'm going to be proper and I'm going to stand up to this guy. The only thing is like, if she continued to do that, that'd be cool. But then as soon as they're like, all right, yeah, you can fire on Alderaan. She's like, what? No. And she immediately goes into her American accent. Um, and it's almost like she broke her own character at that point. Uh, I know that's not what she was going for, but it's always just something that irritated me. Um, so other than Falcon, is there anything else that bothered you? Yeah, from the from the bug me standpoint, mm-hmm. there, uh, there um, so I'm going to put two of them together. One's not a bug me. One's actually an awesome and a, and a bug me at the same okay. time. So we, okay. we, we talked about the cantina and the legendariness of it. An awesome thing, total awesome thing is like, just the how you can see how Moss Eisley is and like um Kenobi describes it as a place for villainy and evil mm-hmm. and uh so we see uh Han shooting first I'm not going to go into that scene yet but just in terms of like he shoots Greedo yeah Greedo's dead he just flips bartender a coin says sorry about the mess <laughs> we have Kenobi slice the dude's arm off just whips it out everybody's like and then just goes back to their drinks like the yeah. fact that like 
nobody cares <laughs> like the, the fact that you could tell like that the, the this kind of criminal stuff must go down all the time because yeah. nobody gives a flying f that a dude just got his face blown off yeah. and a dude just got his arm cut off now the yeah. part that bugs me about this uh -huh. is that um as is mentioned several times uh at least on the imperial side of things on how uh, Darth Vader is pretty much the last one, at least that they know. That people, I guess, still aren't really privy to the Emperor being that way. But maybe, maybe it's just one of those things. But like, the Jedi are dead, and everybody knows the Jedi are dead. Like they haven't been seen in uh, 15, 20 years. Yeah. Um, they're famously hunted down. Uh, he whips out a lightsaber, dude. Like he whips out a lightsaber, cuts this guy arm off, and like I know that they did get told on. Um, yeah. To the Imperials, but in terms of like even at the bar, like nobody was like, What was there's a guy with a lightsaber? Like yeah. what what's the I haven't seen one of those in twenty years? Like everybody's just like, no, or you know, or is That's it just point. is it just that maybe some of those people are so old school they're like, Well, even if this dude is left over, I don't want to mess with this guy. But it it just bugs me that the Jedi are mythical. Yeah. And there's a there's a clear thing of that myth showing up when, you know, Kenobi's not famous or anything. He's he's lived as a hermit ever since he got there, as yeah. we later find out. And nobody really is like, hey, are you a Jedi? Yeah. <laughs> Did you kill somebody for that? Did you steal it? Like, that bugged me. Yeah. Um, I, I never thought about that. Like, I mean, I, I always assumed like, oh, well, you know, it's it's a tool of the Jedi, but it yeah. doesn't mean a Jedi are the only ones who can wield it. Um, as we see, Han and others like have have done that. Um, I but at the same time, like I could totally see that no one questioned it, and also I'm assuming that lightsaber would be kind of worth some money. Yeah. So no one tried to no one tried to bump him for it or anything. I mean, come on. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, it, it makes sense. Yeah. Yeah, and then really, like like you mentioned, there's not like a whole lot of things that bug me about this movie. It, it is my it is my favorite movie of all time, um, so I try not to like hate on it too much. But since I was trying to look for things specifically, mm -hmm. um, and again look at it with with kind of fresh eyes, the fact that uh, Luke just we know that he's not such a bad pilot himself, um, but. He literally like shows up. He's like, "Hey, rebellion, how's it going?" He's never run a military maneuver before. Yeah. Like, I understand that they're rebels and they're not like an official army or anything, but he's never flown an X-wing. He's never been in a dogfight of yeah. any sort, aside from what happens in the Millennium Falcon. Like, I was trying to, I was trying to look up online if anybody established a timeline between when they escaped the Death Star and when they got to to uh, yeah, to, Tant uh, to Yavin. Yavin. Uh, Yavin yeah. To Yavin Four and people were just assuming maybe a day maybe two days like there's no real they were basically like the the, the length of light speed you know and we have no idea what lucas lucas had in that so let's just say it was only a day he's already a, an x-wing fighter pilot uh I understand the force is with him and everything, but they didn't know that yet. Like they, they didn't know anything about this guy. And it's just like, hey, and, and you're not the last designated guy. You're red five. You're not even like red 72. Like. <laughs> yeah. I mean, and he, and he gets, he's on the red team. He's on like one of the, one of the, one of the better teams of wedge yeah. and Tealies and everything. Um, I know that Biggs, like he knows people there, yeah. but yeah, like you said, um, I, th I know they went into it more in the expanded universe stuff where yeah. I think they talked about like 
the T-16 that he flew, like the controls, like basically the same as a, as an X-Wing, but yeah, you're right. Like they didn't even like have a conversation where they're like, uh, we're short a couple guys and we got an extra, like, yeah, we got an extra X-Wing for you. I mean, those things aren't cheap. And again, uh, and the rebels. So, and again, everything that I say is all about suspending disbelief. Anytime anybody wants to sure. come at me on like how realistic Star, I'm like, you want realistic? Let's go watch Star Trek. And even then, they're pushing the boundaries there. Yeah. But like, uh, so this was literally just this. Was, I was looking for things to be nitpicky on, and I realized that I had never questioned that one time in my life that he was just an X-wing pilot a day after arriving yep. in the rebellion. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I like I said, like I guess that that was the assumption, and they, um, I think that's why they threw in like the the line where he's talking about like bullseye, bullseye, uh, bull, bullseyeing. Um, T-16 back. Yeah, like, and I and I totally like when he says that he like I guess that was his way of doing that, which. I mean, he knows he knows Biggs there. I don't know if he knows Wedge, but I know he knew he knew Biggs. Biggs and Tank. Biggs and yeah. So uh, he knew he knew people there, but at the same time, like I mean, I guess everyone vouched for him. But they, I mean, it would have helped to have a little scene in there talking about that. Yeah. So going back, uh, Robert's been hey, yeah. comments. And I noticed that he he agreed on the lightsaber thing about the black market, and he's like, nobody yep. came at him because well. He got a lightsaber. He got a lightsaber. What are you gonna do? Like you're gonna you're gonna try to steal the lightsaber and you're gonna lose a hand. Like it's not even like you're gonna get roughed up. You will no longer have a hand or a head. Um, yeah, it's true. Or, or just stab you. Yeah. Those are the only like two things that really bugged me. And then this third thing isn't a thing that bugged me about uh, the movie. Sure. But I'd never watched the credits before, right? And the credits literally there's nothing special about the credits. It's not like Marvel. There's no yeah. scenes. This is the seventies. But literally in the billings, so understandably so, Mark Hamill and Harrison Ford and Carrie Fisher, they're the top three. Mm -hmm. Then um the guy who uh, I'm gonna be bad he, apparently he was very famous in his day, but the guy who plays Tarkin. Yeah. Um oh I knew his name yesterday. Yeah, he, he was next, and, and that's apparently because he's very—he was a very. Peter big Cushing guy. was huge. Yeah, Cushing, Peter yeah. Cushing. Yeah, and then um, uh, Alan uh, Guinness. Guinness. Alec Guinness. Alec Guinness. Yeah. Yeah. Terrible names, right. guys. I'm sorry. sorry. I'm still a huge Star Wars fan. But, <laughs> uh, again, makes sense that he's there. Sure. James Earl Jones isn't mentioned in any of the things before the producer credits and stuff he's mentioned in the scroll in the cast scroll as the as the voice of darth vader but like i'm like you guys just i understand that they didn't know what just happened i, yeah. I understand that they didn't realize that they created one of the most awesome villains yeah. in the history of cinema but he, he was awesome he did great like and you didn't include him yeah david, before the producers is, is david prouse isn't in there either is he who david prouse so David Prowse is the physical oh, Vader. I no, I, and, maybe, I, and maybe that's why they did it, but they had Mayhew. Mayhew was listed before the producers. Wow. Uh, 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 Anthony Daniels? Anthony Daniels was, of course, listed. Like, all, the, all those May Mayhew really doesn't make sense to me because he doesn't talk. And so yeah. the fact that Mayhew gets listed and James Earl Jones doesn't get listed. Yeah. I'm gonna, and so now next week when I watch Empire, I'm purposely going to be watching the credits again because I want to know oh, if yeah. they snubbed him like that. Yeah. Um, but I couldn't believe it. I was like, that... It was a cut. The voice was awesome. Like he, yeah. like, and it, I know that he was relatively big uh, in the seventies as well. He wasn't as big as Cushing or anything. Like I think, yeah. I, again, I understand why Cushing. He was literally, but it, it went them three, then him by himself. Yeah. And then, um, 
and then Alec, and then the rest of the people. Like there's like six other people, and but just no James, and that bugged me. Like I was offended for him. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I I could totally see that. It's the um, I know that there was like Prowse said that uh, he didn't know that he was being voiced over. Lucas said that that was always part of the plan. Um, like Peter Mayhew said that he always knew Chewbacca wasn't going to speak, but he had lines on the set. Like, so P uh, Peter Mayhew had Chewbacca lines to yeah. read. And there's only one clip that I found of it. I would love for like some undoctored clips to hear what else Chewie was saying to Han, because that way, that way Harrison Ford, he and Harrison Ford could like play off each other. And it was like, uh, what his only lines on the, um, I think it was on the, on the Falcon where he's, he says that wizard's a crazy old man and Falcon and, uh, and Han's like, you said it, Chewie, where'd you dig up this old fossil? Like, <laughs> so like, you now know, like what Chewie was saying to him. Like, I want, I want that a little bit. You That'd know? be awesome. I'd never cool. heard that. That's cool. Yeah. The only, the only, literally the only footage I've ever seen of Mayhew is, is there's the ending footage where there's no music or anything and they're in that big hall and like Mayhew makes like these like noises <laughs> um, that I guess they figured out some other way to make those noises but yeah. he's extremely annoying like yeah I'm sure he was doing that when like if they wanted like screams or something but like he had lines at least in the, yeah. at least in episode four he had lines um, and then the sound designer uh, like mixed like walruses and other things like walruses and bears and all these different things to make uh the wookie sound which is which is yeah it's amazing there's a lot of really cool like sound design and set stuff like the tuscan raiders like that like when i, I remember when i was little when luke gets jumped by the tuscan raiders um because he's looking at looking at the banthas and trying to like figure out how many there are yeah. and like i remember that scaring me when i was little like obviously it doesn't scare me now it doesn't surprise me because i know it's it's gonna come but i remember that scaring me um so bad like when he just jumps out and like rawr, rawr, rawr. Uh, so i didn't know if you want to do if you want to end with favorite stuff or if you want to end with new stuff i i so uh, again we're trying to watch this with fresh eyes and i was trying yeah. to you you specifically noted on the thing like did you notice anything new uh that or at least notice anything that you'd never noticed before mm -hmm. so I, I did actually manage to get one thing that i had never really thought about mm -hmm. uh and then i have just my list of like favorite moments and scenes and, sure. like, and i have one memory to share with you at, at some point okay what what uh what did you not notice before so um we know famously that like there's so there's actually there's a myth if you guys are not aware mm -hmm. Um, everybody thinks that Lucas, not everybody, but everybody thinks that Lucas wrote the entire saga and that he had it all prepared out and mapped out and everything um, before he ever filmed episode four. That is not true. It's categorically not true. Um, that, <laughs> he like, will take that to his grave. He will continue to lie. About that. And he, for example, with Empire, as we'll, we'll get into a little bit more next week, but like we didn't know he didn't know that Darth Vader was Luke's father until the second draft of Empire. So, um, and so that actually led me to the thing that I noticed here. So, uh, we're near the beginning of the movie. Luke is in there talking to Uncle Owen and Aunt Beru, and uh, Beru and Owen share a look about his father, mm -hmm. um, who we later know we know that his father was Anakin the whole time. Um, uh, it's just whether Anakin was a separate person. Uh, or not and at this time he was a separate person and so i never really noticed like the looks that they shared um 
because and it, and it really makes me wonder like what kind of guy was anakin like what what was anakin supposed to be before uh-huh. it turns out that he was darth vader so like we know that he ends up being luke's father in in, in empire um but when they're sharing that thought i'm like was anakin also a bad guy like was it is he just famously killed by vader like was he a guy who was training to be a jedi who uh it didn't work out um it really like just the it was just this look that they shared where he's like uh you know i wonder if he's related to ben kenobi and they like look at each other and then uh he's like he died at the same time as your father and then okay what happened like yeah. I, I really would love i would i'm super curious to know like what would be it they did do a comic series um a few years ago called star wars and it was like a six or seven episode thing mm-hmm. i owned them about anakin starkiller um which was the original last name before it turned to skywalker um but it still doesn't like tell me what he was intending in that movie and so it was just that look it was just that yeah. look. It was, yeah. like that community that little you know they die tragically after that so you never really get to hear anything else further and then kenobi says like the lightsaber was your father so we know that there's some jedi connection mm-hmm. um but was he a bad guy was he a good guy like before he turns the beta it really made me wonder yeah i i I guess I always view, I remember the look and I always viewed that like when the two of them looked at each other, um, it's like when family members are like looking at each other where they're like, Hey, we're going to be on the same page about this. Yeah. Cause I'm, I don't want to talk about it. You don't want to talk about it. Like it was that kind of knowing look, uh, that weighted look that, that says more. That's, I always viewed it that way. Like I didn't know it was behind it. And then when, uh, when, uh, Kenobi, you know, explains, oh, he murdered your father. Like, I'm assuming that, like, then you're like, oh, I guess that's why they didn't want to talk about it. But yeah, it does seem more heavy than just, yeah, your father died. Yeah. Like, yeah, so I, I get that. Um, actually, similarly, my my thing I didn't notice, or I, I noticed this time and I don't remember noticing before, was how long the shot is on their bodies, like, after they died. I swear I don't remember. I mean, it's it's obviously our memories are just horrible. Yeah, humans humans' memories are horrible. I thought it was brief, and it's it's it stays on for a you know for more than a millisecond where you see their their dead bodies. And I for some reason like I don't know if I just blanked that out when I was younger, but like I thought it was much more brief. But you can see, and obviously you know they're the Jawas are like are they um, uh, C three PO is like throwing Jawas on the uh, the. Uh, the pyre which i always thought was interesting uh, but whitney actually brought it up this time as we were watching it like she was like why why is c-3po like playing cleanup and kenobi's just like hanging out <laughs> like he's a droid yeah i guess i guess he's a droid like you make the droid do the hard work but so i was like talk- i was chuckling because robert in the chat he's like yep that's the black people at thanksgiving look when people start asking questions about stuff they should <laughs> yep yep that's that's i mean i have i was gonna say like i was about to say like i know that family member look like those family members when people like someone brings up something and it's like i'm not gonna say you know obviously things here because people like see something but someone will bring up cer- a certain thing and everyone's just like yeah so yeah i know yeah, that look that's that totally breaking the fourth wall type of look too where you're Yep, but in, yeah, obviously in real life. Uh, yeah, exactly, exactly. Uh, um, I never really noticed like how they, how long they stood on it. I don't. I, I think you're right. Like I, I don't even remember noticing like the burning skeletons until way later. Yeah, 
in in my life because I've been like, and so I'll, I'll just share this memory now. I've been watching this movie since I was three years old. Um, I I don't remember it, but my parents um, they like to tell a story. Actually, it's my aunt. My aunt was babysitting me. And she likes to tell a story that we didn't actually have a TV. We had a VCR that hooked up to a monitor in the early 90s. And uh, she was babysitting me. And apparently I went in and I put Star Wars in the VCR and watched it by myself with no help whatsoever. She left me alone for like the two hours and 28 minutes and everything. And, but by the time she came back, I had rewound the tape put it up and gone and like put myself to bed all at like three years old. Now I don't remember any of this at all, but it's just, this is how long I've been watching yeah. Star Wars. Um, so I don't remember ever noticing those, those skeletons or anything uh, until way later. And then it, yeah. just, it became the famous joke where you see the action figure. Uh, mm -hmm. <laughs> it's like uncle Owen. and you're like, Oh yeah. Um, but yeah, I definitely never did. I did. Re I do remember like, very distinctly him burning Jawas, but it's like, oh, he's an alien. Like, who cares? Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, that's that's where I was like, they're, was, I was, they're just. Well, I I thought the burning thing was was like that was their way of like disposing of the bodies. Like, you know, if you want to call it ceremony, or if you just want to be like, you know, well, we're just cleaning up because otherwise you're gonna attract wildlife. I don't know, like what, you know, whatever reasons. Um, but uh, yeah, either either way, like it's it's just to kind of bookend it. Like, I don't remember. I don't remember my first time watching this because I, I am certain that I watched it on TV. I know we watched it on VHS. Uh, I'm gonna have to ask my dad like when when I started watching it because I don't remember. I don't remember being. I mean, obviously, neither one of us lived in a world before Star Wars. Nope. But I don't remember my life before Star Wars. Like, nope. it's one of the earliest things that I remember toys playing with. Like, yeah, I had Optimus Prime and some other things, but like. I had Star Wars toys, um, and one of my earliest memories of a birthday present was when they got me the THX remastered VHS trilogy. Yeah, um, I, I got that for my birthday. Whatever year that came out, that's when I got it. Uh, yeah. that's but that's one of the first birthday presents I remember getting. Yeah, and I remember like so. I I know that like I didn't get them as a present because my dad was extremely into Star Wars. Is extremely yeah. extremely into Star Wars. Um, so. I, I don't remember getting that uh, as a present. I remember getting Star Wars toys for for presents and everything. But I remember, I remember when the um, when those came out, the the VHS tapes. I remember when those came out, and we went like I remember us going to um, uh, the store to grab those, and I don't know, I can't remember a couple other Star Wars things while we were there. But like we, I didn't see the Star Wars movies when they came out in theaters, um, and they didn't. I don't remember them ever releasing them. Uh, prior to the special editions, actually, right before the special editions, they played them. Yeah, that was such a big deal. Yeah, right before the special editions, like they 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 did. So we went. I went to see all three of them during that. I went to see them the special edition versions, and then, you know, uh, obviously episode one, and we'll talk about that in a couple of weeks, though. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I was trying to think if there was just anything else that I'd never like noticed before, any other memories that I had, and then just the. I just kind of just wrote down like random things and I don't think we need to spend too much time with it because it's been talked about for years yeah. but like, Han shot first Han, uh, Han is the only one who shoots like if you watch the yeah. the original version 
Han shoots, Greedo falls down, and it's 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 an homage to the Western movies. It's like the Han shot because he was going to be shot. Yeah. It doesn't matter if Greedo even got to shoot him. It, it, Han made the decision because he knew he was basically going to die. Yeah. He was either going to die or he was going to be brought to Jabba and then die. Yeah. So that's as what he we, had to do. As we later find out. Um, but I did want to, the thing that I wanted to expand on, on, on that and just entirely with Harrison Ford, we know that he's like one of the best, like, like this and Indiana Jones, like put him on the map, but like, Watching him again in this mm-hmm. movie and then knowing how he is since then, if you guys don't know anything, if you've never watched an interview with Harrison Ford, that dude is the most so- socially awkward person in the world. He has social anxiety. Um, it's a serious thing. Like, he, he does not like talking to people, like, really. But that's what's crazy to me is that from the moment he yeah. comes on camera, like, he owns that scene. Dude. <laughs> like, the second that he's like, you know, uh, of the captain of the Millennium Falcon, like, and just from then on, every time the camera is on him and every time he has lines, like, you would never know. Yeah, he that, has some of the best lines, too. Like, yeah, the chops that this dude yeah. has is oh. insane. Like, I I don't think, I think as much credit as he gets, yeah. he doesn't get enough credit. I think that um, for a movie like this, like, just the way that he act, like, that, I think it was Academy level acting. I understand that this movie was never good, like, sure. like, but it amazed me. It just, and again, this is now knowing what I know about him and yeah. the fact, like, that how he is in real life versus how he is on camera. Mm-hmm. You, and you and you move that into Indiana Jones too. You you really never see like those social things and the way that he plays off Hamill mm-hmm. uh, a lot in this is is awesome. There's like the the moment that they're talking about the princess and like uh luke's like what do you think of her and she's like you know trying not to think about it and then like that like that you think a girl like her and a guy like me and then, <laughs> this is before lucas knows that they're brother and sister mm-hmm. this is before anybody knows that they're brother and sister but you see like luke it's also like he wants a little piece of that too mm-hmm. and then Han goes, like just shoots him that smile after he's already looked away like just such such good stuff for him yeah. um oh it's good things. Oh yeah, best and the best line for him in, in this movie is you know that when he's when they've uh, gone to the uh, detention uh, block, the the cells, and they're ask, asking what's going on there. <laughs> we're fine. <laughs> we're situation. Everything's fine. How are you? <laughs> it's just it's one of the best lines and the his timing, like that was supposed to be funny. It was written to be funny. But his timing and then his wincing where he's like, oh, I screwed it up, like, is just amazing. So, uh, yeah, he shows how there's no there's no small parts. And no one thought this was going to be anywhere near what it ended up being. So, anyways, we'll talk more about that uh, next time as we dive into uh, to Empire. But let us know your thoughts on A New Hope. And what are your, some of your favorite movies of this, uh, sorry, favorite memories of this movie, uh, childhood mo- memories, or just favorite parts? I, think, I, gotta, know, I gotta do one know. I, I gotta know one thing before we, we close out. Being right. the first of the Star Wars movie, I need to know: Was Princess Leia mm-hmm. your first crush? Ooh, I think so. Like I remember my early crushes. Yeah, but I, th- I think that she was. And it wasn't uh, what everyone else like talks about, like the 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 gold bikini and everything. Uh-huh. Like, 
that wasn't that wasn't it for me. It's actually the scene in Empire between Han and and Leia, the one of the best scenes ever uh, on the Falcon, where she's like just fixing stuff and she's like doing her thing. But like this, the the interaction between the two of them was just amazing. That's my Princess Leia. For me, it's the it's it's in A New Hope here uh-huh. where uh, she takes the gun from him. Yeah, and shoots the garbage chute <laughs> door and. She's like, somebody's got to save us kids, and like, just starts blasting just into the garbage chute, fly yep. over, like yep. the 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 command. Like, I don't know what that was, but uh, she absolutely was my first. Again, yeah. like you, um, you know, we can we could do that sometime. Uh, talk about like our nerd crushes when we yeah, uh, have we could fill an episode with that. I, yeah. I could not end our first Star Wars to sure. show uh, just like throwing it out there like obviously the gold bikini thing came later and as we as we went older but like no it was it was established way before then because she's too awesome she's yeah it's it's not it wasn't that like as as a kid or even like as I mean of course you have the teenager thing but like no it was her as a character it was her confidence uh, her smile like it's one of the best smiles on the planet um, yeah so many things yeah. So let all us know. Right. Yeah, you, all right. So let us know what your favorite Carrie Fisher moments are in the comments, <laughs> and we'll see you later. Okay. Bye. May the force be with you. Always.